Ireland's Class Kids Radio. It's Trina Mari here and Denise Jordash is with us. You are a sleep therapist. First of all, can you tell me about how important a good sleep is? Yes, of course. I can talk about sleep for days, literally. So sleep is very important to us from very many angles. One of the primary purposes of sleep is for rest and rejuvenation. So in order to be able to go about our days and do all the things that we love to do, we need rest and we need sleep. Our bodies need it. Our mind needs it. It's absolutely imperative we get sleep. We can't function just as much as we can't really go on without food. We can't really go on without sleep. It's a form of torture, really, isn't it? And anybody who's a new parent or had a young baby in the house at one point will know how hard it is. And it's all to do with the lack of sleep. Yes, sleep affects uh, quite a lot of, uh, of um, mothers and fathers as, at the beginning of, uh, of having a brand new baby. Things tend to settle over the months and years, which is great news for them. But definitely at the beginning, it can be quite quite challenging getting into a rhythm, getting into a routine. So, yeah, I I empathize with with them. I I don't have kids of my own, but I can definitely understand the pressure they are on every day looking (laughs) after them. So, I mean, getting a baby into a sleep routine and a pattern is really important. It is just as important for adults then getting your own sleep patterns into a routine. Yes, absolutely. So I deal with adults. That's my core area of expertise. And I look after people over the age of 18 and getting them to sleep better so they can perform better during during their days. And routine is something that sleep absolutely adores. And the more routine you can build around sleep, either before you go to bed, so what we call the unwinding time, like 45 minutes to an hour before bedtime, and when you wake up in the morning for the first few moments of the day, it's imperative for getting this consistency in terms of sleep. That's why if you think about um, uh, shift walkers, for example, they struggle more than other people because their sleep pattern is all over the place due to their work. Yeah, their weight and everything can be affected by that because you're eating at different times of the day. And yeah, it's very difficult. So I'm assuming by the time somebody is going to see you, they're obviously in trouble when it comes to their sleep. And you mentioned there about, you know, the winding down process about an hour before you go to bed and having that few minutes in the morning as well. So many of us only go to bed when we're so tired, we're falling asleep on the sofa. And then often a lot of people can jump out of the bed in the morning in a hurry because they feel like they're, they're going to be late for work and they don't give themselves enough time to kind of wake up as well. It's all a bit stressful. Yeah. And then your day can be quite stressful as a result, it throws you in a way. It can get to that, yes. So people tend to come to me once they've had a few weeks at least of poor sleep or where they think that they might be struggling with insomnia or they know that they're struggling with insomnia. And at that time, to be honest with you, not everyone wants to go through the routine of what they are doing every day. They just want the magic bullet. And unfortunately, there is no magic bullet. And unfortunately, you do need to build a routine. I know our lives are very busy and very complicated, but 10 minutes in the morning, it won't really cost so much if you are able to understand the importance of it just giving yourself 10 minutes more than you would normally do and waking up let's say 
10 minutes earlier or going to bed 10 minutes earlier because I really don't want to encourage anybody to sleep less. I would like everyone to sleep as much as they need to sleep. In the evening, I know it sounds like a lot, one hour, but... If you think about it, after you've had dinner, after you've done all the things you need to do in your house, you can easily transition into that. You can do things that are not as stimulating as, let's say, drinking coffee. It's basically winding down after a busy day, doing things that are more relaxing or soothing, stepping away from, for example, your phone, blue light, from your laptop, from your work day. It's about maybe having a cup of herbal tea and relaxing with a nice book or taking a shower or taking a bath. It doesn't have to be on the dot one hour, but as long as it gives your body and your mind the signal of today's done, I'm ready to rest now. Getting into your pyjamas even to lounge around the house just so that you're out of your work clothes and you're ready to rest. So many of us though, Denise, have the phone in our hand right up until the point that we fall asleep. We can't seem to put it down. We're scrolling through Instagram. We're looking at things online. The phone in the bedroom. I'm sure ever since people started using phones more often, their sleep has been affected. Yes. And blue light, unfortunately, is not doing us any favours. If you think about it, your phone or your laptop is having this, uh, what we call blue light, and it's making our brains more active. It basically signals that we are awake, we are awake. So you scrolling through social media hoping that you'll fall asleep sometimes may work, other times definitely not, and it will keep your mind awake, or you will fall asleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night. I would say in order to distance yourself from that, Doing it from day dot might be very challenging. So start small, meaning put your phone on night mode or your tablet. All of these smartphones today have a feature, either night mode or like a grayish kind of tone where it takes away from the light and it makes it a little bit easier on the eyes. And then transition to step away from (laughs) the phone with a few minutes (laughs) before you go to bed. Yeah. I think as well, the excuse we all use for having the phone beside us. Oh, I need it for my alarm. My alarm is on my phone. And if I don't have that, I won't wake up for work. We almost need to go back to the old fashioned alarm clocks. Yes, yes. Or, you know, my clients do this. They put their phone away, i.e. then it's not on the nightstand. It's on the other side of the of the room, either like on the floor. So the vibrations would be maximized and it will sound very loud or on some sort of a table. So they don't put it next to them. They put it somewhere further away. And it does two things. A, it makes you wake up and go and stop it, the alarm. (laughs) So it's not so accessible to snooze. (laughs) And the second thing that it does, it creates this distance between yourself and your phone. Denise, what exactly is sleep hygiene? Is sleep hygiene all the things we've been talking about? like the the relaxing in the nighttime and can you explain that to me sure uh, sleep hygiene is basically everything you do and think about around sleep behavior you know winding down making sure your bedroom is a nice pleasant environment making sure you're in the right temperature to sleep making sure that you you know if you like to sleep with the curtains open they're open or the window so it's everything that has to do with the environment where you sleep and you take an inventory of it and making sure that it's the best one for you. It's about the behavior, as I said, the things we've covered and many more that you can implement 
such as breathing, mindfulness, meditation, hypnosis. It's a myriad of things that you can do to help yourself sleep better. But it's also about the thoughts you have around sleep. And, you know, a lot of the people who struggle with insomnia for months, they also develop something called sleep anxiety. So they start getting these thoughts and feelings at bedtime, worrying that they won't be able to sleep Mm. And that creates even more, you know, problems within within themselves. So if we think about sleep hygiene, is incorporating all of these things that I've just mentioned. Okay, and to have your bedroom clean and tidy and free of clutter. Yes, they've done a, a piece of research in understanding women's behavior and mood in cluttered environments in their house. And the research was very clear. A cluttered mind meant more stress, less sleep for those people. And it was really like, you know, if you have a clean environment, uh, a nice environment where you attach your feelings and thoughts of, oh, wow, my bedroom is the place where I sleep or the place where I have intimate relations with my partner. The bedroom is not where I work. The bedroom is not where I worry. As soon as you start developing more of the positives around that, it actually eases this sleep anxiety that I was mentioning and it makes it easier to fall asleep. So if you're working from home, get that computer or that home office out of your bedroom. It needs to, you need to find another home for it somewhere in your house, but not in your bedroom. Uh, Because so many people did that. They set up their office during the pandemic, during COVID. They set up an office on their bed. So then how do you relax at the end of the day? Very hard. Very, very hard. And you basically, you you mixed the water without (laughs) realising, right? So your mind and your body is confused. Am I working here? Am I... (laughs) Trying to fall asleep. You know, one tip that I, uh, I was giving my clients during the pandemic was to make sure that when they're done working, even though it's in their bedroom, to have a ritual. You know, when you are in an office, you leave the office, right? You close the door, you go maybe to your car or some sort of means of transportation Mm -hmm. and you get home and you have this little ritual saying, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not working anymore. And I was asking them to repeat the rituals in their home. For example, if you have your laptop, close the lid, unplug the laptop, put it in a drawer. Gone. That yeah. <laughs> says to yourself, I am done today. I am finishing my work hours now. I do that myself, Denise, Yay! because I, I work because I work obviously in the office. I'm in the radio station, but then in the evening time, I would often be maybe editing something or preparing for the next day. And I have my computer in in the one of the bedrooms of my house, which is used as an office. It's not even a bed in there, and I have to actually physically plug it out at the wall to feel like I'm done. Because yes. otherwise, I might be tempted yes. to jump back onto the computer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You're doing it perfect. Well done for you. Well done. <laughs> It's exactly that. It's mm. it's making sure that you've given the correct, very uh, firm signals. We are done for today. We're we done, done working. We-, <laughs> we were saying about the, the tidy, clean bedroom. That must be why so many people have a lovely rest when they go stay in a hotel. Because there's no clutter. You don't have all your, your, your laundry in the corner. 
all those things that we tend to have in our bedrooms. By the way, if you have an exercise bike in your bedroom, get rid of it because we all know it's been used to hold your laundry. Yes. <laughs> and no one's exercising. It's a clothes horse. It's a clothes horse. <laughs> yes. um, okay, Denise, I want to talk to you about shift workers and the problem that they will have when it comes to sleep because as you mentioned, it's all about getting into the routine and trying to go to bed, I'm assuming, at the same time most days if you can. How do you do that if you're a shift worker? Well, it's a very good question because it definitely affects a lot of people, particularly those working, for example, in the health uh, healthcare system. Mm, yeah. And although it's very difficult to always be on the same, you know, uh, sleep and wake up times, I would actually not worry about that so much at the beginning. I would create a sleep conducive environment. So if you are working shifts, I would like those people to keep in mind that light is what they need to ensure that the, their brain understands it's we're working time and darkness is for sleeping time. So even if they are working at weird times compared to people who work nine to five, I would like them to start focusing on that and making sure that the bedroom is dark, making sure that the bedroom is quiet and it's cool. It normally should be about between 16 and 18 degrees during the sleep period. So I would ask shift workers to first look at their environment where they sleep to make sure that it is the most comfortable place for them. And that means also looking at the mattress, having earplugs if there is noise, having blackout curtains if they need to sleep during the day. Those things would be my first point of call. Deactivating the doorbell so that nobody is ringing the doorbell. Yes, that's exactly it. It's basically taking a little inventory and setting yourself up for success. What could potentially disturb me? My phone might disturb me, so maybe put it on silent and let somebody else know that if it's really important, they should reach me some other way, right? And making sure the doorbell is not going to be ringing with all the deliveries from people and things like that. But I want to emphasize that the power is there for each and every one of the shift workers to take a little assessment and understand how can I better my environment for that sleeping period so that it makes this link again between your mind and your body saying, oh, this is where I sleep. When somebody comes in, Denise, after doing the night shift, would you recommend they go straight to bed or do something else first? Well, it depends when they need to go back to work. So the daytime they're off and then they're back in work, say, I'm just trying to think of, say, friends of mine who are nurses and they would normally... Um, start the night shift at half seven in the evening and they'd be on until half seven in the morning. So say if they got home at about half eight in the morning and they needed to be back Mm -hmm. at half seven that night. So when would you be going to bed and how long would you stay in bed? I think there is a little bit of uh, personalization here. So I wouldn't want to generalize that this would fit everyone. For some people might be that as soon as they get home, they would need to sleep right away because the job is demanding because that's how they function. But if I was to give a recommendation, I would start by asking them to try to sleep a little bit later in the day. So if we use the example you've just given and they need to go back into work at seven in the evening, I would work it out so that they sleep up until let's say 6 p.m. So however many hours they need to sleep, I would push it a little bit so that when they wake up, 
they would be like, okay, I'm doing my quote unquote breakfast ritual. And at seven, I'm going to work. Okay. You see what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you're doing the normal day tonight, so acting, but it's a little bit yeah, different. You're acting as if it's daytime, even though it's not. Yeah, I totally understand. Okay. Yeah. I would also make sure in terms of the caffeine consumption where they're at because during those night shifts a lot of people consume caffeine or other type things like energy drinks to keep them awake and alert i would also keep that in mind because if you say i want to get home at seven in the morning and fall right away to sleep but i've just finished my last coffee at six in the morning the likelihood of you falling asleep so quickly might be very very low So maybe get your walk in there, prepare your meals, do whatever you have to do. Go to the supermarket, get your shopping, do all the laundry and those jobs and then back to bed later on. Um, Denise, can I ask you what uh, a poor sleeper should do if they wake up during the night? I have done this before and I have done exactly what you say not to do. I have gone down to the kitchen and I've made a cup of tea. (laughs) The opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it it look don't 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 worry it's a it's a common thing that's what all of us would would do right um if you do wake up in the middle of the night and let's uh, give a real scenario it's one a.m. you just woke up you're tossing and turning and ten minutes pass nothing happened you're not falling asleep and thirty minutes happens if you're not falling asleep you have two options. You wake up as in you get out of bed and you start your winding down process all over again. Like the things we were just discussing, relaxation, meditation, breathing, whatever you've done in the evening to get you to fall asleep. I would ask you to repeat that obviously in a much shorter version. I wouldn't ask somebody to go and have a bath for one hour and a half. (laughs) But to get back into the relaxation uh, gist of things and... The second option is get up and do whatever is on your mind. Most likely you woke up because something is in your mind, either whether or not you've finished your work or you haven't done the dishes or whatever it is that is literally keeping you up, get out of your bed and do it and then come back. Oh, that's that's what it is, Denise. It's the list of all the housework that I haven't done. That's what's keeping me up. (laughs) Well, as long as they are not extremely active. So this last uh, hint comes with a caveat. If whatever is keeping you up at night is, I don't know, let's say running a marathon, don't do it then. (laughs) Try to do something still relaxing, right? Do the dishes. It's calming. It's soothing. Don't stop uh, running up and down the stairs and hoovering because that might wake you up completely. No, there's no fear of that. That won't be happening in my house. Denise, do you ever get (laughs) clients who who come to you because they suffer from nightmares? Do you ever get that? It's a mixed thing because sometimes uh, struggling with insomnia comes with uh, uh, nightmares. In the sense that I've had a couple of clients coming to me because they weren't sleeping and when they did sleep, they were having nightmares. Mm. They're not as many as as others that I've worked with, but it really depends on what the nightmare is about and understanding if there is anything subconsciously, if there is anything that needs to be dealt with in broad daylight, i.e. in your consciousness. That's how I see it, because I tend to see it more from a holistic point of view, i.e. you're having nightmares because there is some sort of reason. We need to just understand what it is. A lot of people forget what the dream was about or the nightmare when they wake up. They they know that something happened in the nightmare, but they don't know what it was. But they were very afraid. Um, Denise, you have a programme for people who are struggling with their sleep. Tell me about that. 
Yes, I do. It's called uh, Sleep Better, Perform Better. And the performing is not necessarily about arts. It's performing in your life in general, having enough energy to be able to, you know, run a household, go to work, have a corporate job, whatever it is that you want to perform in your life. And it's a four-week personalized program. What does that mean? It means that it's um, exactly four weeks or a full month. It is online. And during those four weeks, you have the people who sign up, they have a one-on-one session per week with me. So while there is information shared in the form of modules and videos and hypnosis tapes, I am a hypnotherapist, so I use that skill as well. I also offer them one-on-one during that time because it's not one size fits all what might stress somebody, might actually relax somebody else. So I want to make sure that everybody gets the program personalized to their own. Right, okay. You know, struggles in their own days. And how can we access that? Where is, is that on a website? Yes. So my website is called joyspacetherapy.com, all in one word. And if you say in Google, Joyspace Therapy, sleep better, perform better, you will find the page that I'm referring to. Or you can just use a forward slash sleep better perform better after joyspacetherapy.com Are you on Instagram by the way Denise? I am under the same um, yeah under the same name Joyspace Therapy that's where you can find me everywhere except don't look her up as you're trying to go to bed at night (laughs) you shouldn't be on your phone (laughs) No (laughs) not at night I really want to encourage everyone to stay away from from the blue light and the the digital they need a digital detox we all we all do Um, but by all means if everyone anyone wants to reach out and ask me a question I'm always very happy to to answer it doesn't mean that uh, I need to be working with them if it's a simple question I'm always happy to help super okay well Denise thanks so much for all your advice today Denise Jordach sleep therapist there and I hope everyone gets a good night's sleep tonight after that advice Uh, thanks so much Denise take care thank you you too thank you it's Ireland's Classic Kids Radio